From the Garden View Studios in Albany, New York, I'm Bobby Pape, and this show has everything, and in this case, escalating amounts of everything, as we talk about what we would do if we won the lottery, or some other financial windfalls of various categories. Joining me for a little daydream in the evening from the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Anne with a money plan Lund home. Good evening, Anne. Good evening, Bobby. It occurs to me that in order to win the lottery, I would need to buy a ticket, which is really what's <laughs> slowing down my win <laughs> possibilities here. Yeah, it's definitely got to be in it to win it situation. I don't think statisticians play the lottery. No. Hold on to that thought. We'll find out. <laughs> Well, yeah, you have to suspend reality, uh, and we'll go uh, to our other lady scientists to discuss this in the Money Pit Studios, perhaps more apt than ever, in Detroit, Michigan. It's Meredith, the MVH Van Harn. Good evening, Meredith. Good evening, Bobby. And yeah, I definitely have not been playing the lotto enough to win anything. So this is all fantasy. <laughs> I can't remember the last time. Well, we'll get into it because maybe this will maybe this will break the ice for us. Out west in the uh, no-name studios in Linwood, Washington, it's the nice lady, Christy Wise. Good evening, Christy. Hello. Girl Scout Wait. Studios? Yep. For Are only a couple more days. Wait, They're what? finally here. Well, just because, quick. It, because of the supply chain issue, oh. they told us to shut the sites down early. The... Elliot's troop had three boxes of dosi dos, the worst probably cookie, um, to sell at booths. So it's been a <laughs> it's been a really tough year. And I think Elliot sold like two hundred and fifty only. Um, and usually does like mm. at least minimum three hundred to five hundred. So it's shorter this year, which is I'm fine with. <laughs> so does this mean that um Jeremy won't be squirreling boxes out of the stash? Um, yeah, in fact, he came home with two boxes of cookies the other day that he had bought from the grocery store. What? And I was like, are you joking? Me? Huh? <laughs> and he said, I don't know which ones I can touch. So oh, to be dear. fair to him, like he didn't want to eat someone else's cookies because most of them are spoken for. Oh, but I did buy him. one case of each of the good ones. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. How many come in a case? Ten. But mostly because I knew. No, twelve. Sorry. Twelve. 10 between 10 and 12 let's say yeah something, something like that um but mostly because i knew that everything was gonna get shut down so um people are like oh yeah i forgot to order so i'm gonna sell those i'm not gonna eat mm. and oh. what's the markup on supply chain issue <laughs> right limited $10 edition $10 girl scout cookies. exactly it's um girl scout uh, girl scout arbitrage that's what i was trying to say <laughs> girl scout gouging yep <laughs> black market well, if you, if you can't tell, uh, we'll be going down that road more in a little bit. But first, we're going to do some small talk. And then after, we'll do some mailbag and how you can get involved with the show. Uh, we have a lot of serial feedback to get to before we get to the lottery. But before that, Christy, uh, you were away last week. Yes. Uh, tell us what you're doing in the uh, the Big Apple. The Big Apple. Um, so I went to New York City. It used to be... It was... My goal was to move there. And so every year, I, at least once a year, I would go um, to New York and I would stay in a different neighborhood to like feel it out. And that was my goal um, when I had the rich boss. And that was my five year plan after he died was to um, to move there. Um, so I do love it. And I did not love it this trip. 
no. I wonder if it's because I've never gone during the winter before. <laughs> um, I stayed in the financial district, which is so boring, and the streets don't make any sense. Um, and I had to work the whole time. And it was really bad because my boss expected me to be in the office at 8 a.m. New York time. Oh, uh, no, no, no. But she didn't tell me that until we were already there. Um, like she texted me at 7 a.m. Um, can you meet me in the lobby at 8? And I was like, I didn't even, my alarm was set at 8, which I thought was still early because none of my meetings I had to still go to started until 12 o'clock New York time. <laughs> so it it was weird. I didn't like being in the office. Um, I don't know how we worked that way, honestly. Um, people talking around me, I was so distracted. A lot of the time had to look like I was busy. <laughs> <laughs> Which is oh yeah, like, I remember that. It's so annoying. Um, so I mean, besides work, it was a free trip. I stayed in a nice hotel. Like I've never stayed in a big New York hotel room before. This thing was huge. Um, so I, I should have taken a picture. It was it was very big, and normally it's like a thousand dollars a night, and it was two wow. two something. Because I I think people aren't traveling. Mm-hmm. It's also a terrible time of year there, and um, I don't know. The financial district is boring, um, but I did do some fun things. I went to Dominique Ansel's bakery. Have you guys? Oh. He's the cronut. Um, they were all out of those, but I did have this thing that I don't know how to pronounce, but he calls it a DKA. Let me see. Oh, it's a Queen Amon, right? Yes. I was going to say diabetic ketoacidosis. <laughs> it's different. Um, it's what you get afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever Anne said, it was life-changing. It's uh, it, it's oh something else, isn't it? It is the oh. most amazing thing. And it doesn't look good. I mean, like, it's fine. No, it it's, like, like, super mm. plain looking. Yes. Oh, my God. It was, like, a croissant made in, in a muffin tin mm-hmm. with caramelized sugar on mm-hmm. top of it. Mm-hmm. I'm always jealous when they make those on Bake oh. Off. They look my amazing. Queen of so my good. favorite go-to pastry. If a good bakery has one. And I've if we never did had a, one before. If we had a cooking wow. with Anne to do it, it would only take us three days because of the <laughs> amount of labor. Yeah, I've made yeah. them a couple times before, and it's no joke. They're so labor-intensive. I mean, really interesting as an experiment, but I mean, difficult and time-consuming for a home baker. But... Um, I think probably even professional bakers, a lot of them don't really know how to make them because they're just hard. But yeah, mm-hmm. if you find a good one, oh my God, can I just, can I, can I have my casket lined with Queen Amon? Right? Ugh. Oh my God. You have to try this one too, Anne. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> no, Christy, so don't make me. <laughs> um, but, and then while I was in the office one day, we got a surprise meeting on our calendar and learned some really bad news about my, um current team and so I was like in the office crying trying to be like normal in front of all these people um and then the last day so everyone was there Monday through Friday and we and the weird part is they sent us out all the way this whole time but only had one team event um where we made our mission statement and that was like a three-hour oh, thing God. and then Yuck. we were supposed to have a dinner out <laughs> And that sounded fun, like meet all the people and hang out. And then they changed it to a harbor cruise, which was went from 5 to 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. A harbor Dropped cruise in a, boat. in a New York yep. March evening. Sounds yep. fantastic. Exactly. Mm. So I get 
incredibly boat sick and also I don't need to be trapped on a boat for five to nine. Oh, and the dinner they were providing was the um, pre-made sandwiches that are on the ship. Ooh, so, amazing. Yeah. So they told us because they were doing this late night thing that we could actually come home Saturday. We could stay an extra day. I didn't do that, but I did stay an extra day and I ended up going to, it was between, I almost went to see Hades town um, because I've heard it's great, but instead I went and saw um, Plaza Suite. Highly recommend anyone in the New York area. Go see this. I haven't heard of Bobby, this. You said, what are we talking about here? Well, it's a Neil Simon play from a long time ago. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, the story of the Plaza Hotel the same room, but three different years and three different couples. Hmm, interesting. It's it's interesting. Um, but the reason I went is because it was Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew Broderick starring. <laughs> I see. And they are just so cute. Like, <laughs> and it's a very physical comedy. Um, I, I don't know. They're just so cute and they just love each other so much that it's like, it's cute. And Yeah. So I, I recommend that. Sadly, they don't do, because of COVID, they don't do the um, stage door right now. And I also almost saw um, Sutton Foster in The Music Man. But, yeah, I had to choose one. Hmm. That's a hard choice. choice. I Well, I think Sutton Foster, I'm sure, is going to do many, many Broadway plays for a very long time. And I doubt I will be able to see Sarah Jessica and Matthew together on a stage. Oh, that's a good point. Very often. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that was mine. Ate some good food. It was so cold. I I had planned a day where I was going to take the subway to um, Brooklyn, have some pizza, and walk um, home the um, on the Brooklyn Bridge. And it was 19 degrees. So <laughs> that plan did not go over. Oh, but my favorite part is my hotel. Between my hotel and work is Trinity Church or Chapel, um, whatever it is. And there and buried there is um, Alexander Hamilton. And so I'm like walking and it's like a a very big, I don't even think it's a tombstone. It's bigger than that. Um, And it's all lit up. And there's these teens walked by and girl goes, oh my God, do you think that's the Alexander Hamilton? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's probably just another dude. Just some dude named that. It was a weird coincidence that they made a huge grave. So that was a funny thing. Yeah. So that was my trip. Meredith, tell me about some email situation. Okay. I've talked about this before, but I get wrong email all the time. I get people's daycare receipts. I get their self-storage stuff. I get notes from their doctors. And it's very frequently based in, like, the, the, the address of the person is, like, related to Arkansas in some way. So I was like, okay, there's got to be some like person in Arkansas with a very similar email address, but how do you figure that out? Like, that's all I have to go on. I don't even know if Bobby's Google food could figure that out. Mm, I wouldn't bet against it. You on it. So maybe, (laughs) maybe I should have done this a long time ago, but you just throw it in the stens page where everybody felt compelled to announce that they had found Andrew and Genevieve's new house this week. (laughs) Yeah. No, thanks. (laughs) I don't want to terrorize this poor person. Um, 
so I think I mentioned on a previous show that we are getting our fence replaced. So I'm working on that. And one of the things we have to do first is get some trees cut down. There's a bunch of like scrubby garbage trees in the, along the back line of the backyard. And those are going to have to come out before we can put up a privacy fence. Can I ask so, you a question? Mm-hmm. Do you, does your city have laws about that, about cutting down trees? Detroit laws. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay. But these no, no. aren't these, like you said, they're garbage trees. They're not n- real. It doesn't matter trees. here. Well, here we're, we live in the wild west. So that nothing matters. But in Seattle, you have to replace like with like, even if it's a dead tree, it has to be the same width and, and the city will come after you and find you if you but don't. It's so Seattle. That's why you have trees come out your ass. I know. Well, maybe that's why. <laughs> Sounds yep. thoroughly uncomfortable. Right. That's hilarious because Detroit can't. No, 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 no. That, that would be. I mean, I can't think of a thing that's that would be lower on their priority list than, right. than replacing a stupid <laughs> tree. tree. Yeah. Um, no, and and like, you know, when when this house was flipped before I bought it, uh, there were no permits pulled for mm. any of it, and nobody cares. Um, so, yeah. Short uh, story is that um, these trees have to come out. I have a tree trim guy who has come before and he's very friendly, uh, older gentleman named Paul. Um, very, very chatty. Um, once he learned that Gregory was into computers, he was like, I almost called you. I was trying to make a website and it wouldn't take my email address. I was like, oh, <laughs> Christ, no, please. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I'm not giving you his phone number. Um, so this guy's not the most like technically, savvy dude in the world so he but he came out and he looked at the trees and he said okay there's you know i can take care of one of those for sure but the the tallest one is is all wrapped up in the power lines up there and the Mm -hmm. power lines themselves are like bare basically so i'm not going to go up there and get electrocuted i was like fair enough Mm -hmm. so i called the power company and they sent somebody out i mean it was freaky they sent somebody out like within a half an hour i've never had that quick of response time in my life. So that was amazing. Um, and he was like, yep, we're going to have to cut that. That's our problem since they're in the wires. So, but we need a written estimate from your tree guy, which he hadn't given me. So I text the tree guy cause he does love to text. Um, and he said, yeah, I'll get you that as soon as possible. And that was on Tuesday and I still haven't gotten it this morning, which, and we're recording this on Friday. So I text him again. I was like, Hey, any update on that estimate? And he's like, Oh, I sent it to you on Tuesday. And I was like, well, I didn't get it. Could you resend? And he resent, and I still didn't get it. So he called me. We were on the phone for a half an hour. Mm-hmm. And eventually what came out is that he was, so my email address is meredithgrace at gmail.com. And he was writing M-E-R-I-D-E-T-H, yeah. which is oh, not Mary how Death. I spell my name, Mary <laughs> Death. And he mentioned this to me kind of offhanded. And he said, yeah, I got an email back from this person saying, oh, I think, I think you have the wrong Meredith. And I was like, Really? He said, yeah, she said, um, yeah, I'm in Arkansas. I was like, whoa, okay, I get it. I know who this person is now. Like, I can email her. I can send her all her storage receipts. I can send her her daycare inquiry responses. Like, this is amazing. good sleuthing. Thanks, technically inept Paul. (laughs) Like, he really saved the day. So I haven't, I, I wrote her an email, um... To say, like, hey, I'm sorry my tree guy sent you 40 invoices, um, but I've gotten a lot of your email over the years. And so, you know, usually I try to respond and tell them they have the wrong 
address, but I'm going to save your email just in case or save your contact just in case I need to forward you anything. So hopefully she'll write back and I'll have a wrong email friend. Man, you are so nice to try and help people out with their email. I'm just like trash. I mean, I guess I think I would be like all three of you have had identity mix ups and I've never had anything mm -hmm. like that because I'm a one of a kind. (laughs) I just got uh, another Christy Wise's tax return. Oh, like from the tax person. Problem. (laughs) Yeah. Well, when I get her medical records, that's upsetting to me. I'm like, I don't feel great about this. So I have to write somebody back and tell them that this is Mm. wrong because it's. I mean, and whenever there's a terrorist attack, Bobby's <laughs> social slide up. Is, is he a terrorism <laughs> you know, expert? Is that what it is? Interesting that it's been relatively quiet recently. I would think with yeah. a land war in Europe on that I would be hearing more from uh, people looking for Professor Robert Dr. A. Pape. But uh, <laughs> uh, yes, uh, the occasional errant Facebook message. Although, you know, Facebook will bury messages from people you don't know. So I guess I haven't clicked through the six things to find those recently. Yeah, I've never had anything like this. I mean, it's probably because I have a small family and we made up our name when we came to this country. So that hasn't had that much time for us to propagate or whatever. Well, mine is my first and middle name. So I guess, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with my last name. And I I suppose that was my maybe my downfall there. That's oh, true. You also have a number in yours, Anne, so that will help. Well, yeah, because I couldn't get Anne Lundholm for some reason. I had to add a one someone at the end it. of that. There is somebody else <laughs> yeah, with your there name. Is someone else. Uh, there was squatting a, on it like a domain. There was mm-hmm. a Betty Lundholm somewhere, so I assume she was also an Elizabeth. But yeah. obviously yeah. she's dead by now if mm-hmm. she's a Betty. <laughs> All Bettys, All are, Bettys dead. are dead. We know that. <laughs> Or actually know like a be. six-year-old named Betty. So, <laughs> oh, is Betty coming back around? I think so. And of course, oh. we know listener Bet, but that's different. Yeah. Right. She actively not being a Betty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My grandmother was a Betty. She's dead. It squares. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See. Yeah. I am proven not. right. <laughs> 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 well, I have another small talk uh, item, and this is totally different. But um, we actually went out to dinner for the first time in a really long time. Excuse moi I know. <laughs> Last night um, with one of Gregory's co-workers who was born in Nigeria and then moved to Cincinnati of all places when he was a kid and um, is now a chemical engineer, I think. Hmm. Um, super interesting guy. And he invited us. He was like, let's go to my favorite restaurant, which is actually closer to us than it is to him. So we were like, totally. Um, so we went, it was wonderful food. It was so, so good. And it was a place that I probably would not have like gone on my own just because I was, it looks like, it looks kind of more like a club. Like there's half of it is, is got really loud music. And thankfully they have another half where there is no DJ. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he kind of directed us, um, what to get. And Gregory got this kind of like stew with lentils and some really, amazing spices and it had some crayfish in it and you know everything was fine we were having dinner um we ended we were there for a good long while a couple hours and went home went to bed no big deal this morning he texts me 
I think I might be a little bit allergic to something I ate last night. Oh, oh no. And he's current. I know just based on the time that he was driving to work at the time. And I was like, uh, excuse me. He said, well, my throat is tight in a swollen kind of way. And I feel hot, but I don't oh, have a fever. Wow. And I was like, Scary. oh, no. And I said, OK, you need to take a Zyrtec or a Claritin mm-hmm. like ASAP. I would prefer that you take a Benadryl, but that's going to make you sleepy. Um, and they have medicine cabinet at work. So he said he would check in there. And I said, if there's nothing in there, you need to leave and go get some. Like, I'm not kidding. This is not a, <laughs> mm-hmm. a laughing matter. Um, and then he started asking me about, like, should we try to make soup dumplings again? And I was like, shut up. I don't go. <laughs> yeah, sure. If you don't die, we'll make soup <laughs> Now dumplings. is not the time for soup dumpling <laughs> discussions. <laughs> um, and uh, so I was, like, thinking back. I was like, I bet it was the crayfish in that stew that you had. Um, so he was like, uh, how about phenylephrine? He was like looking through the cabinet. I was like, no, that's Sudafed. That's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, one of my coworkers has a Benadryl. And I was like, well, you're probably going to fall asleep, but that's better than being dead. So please take it. So he did. And he was like basically fine all day and, but just very drowsy. But he was like, I checked in with him a couple hours later and I was like, how are you feeling? And he said, woozy. <laughs> said yeah Yeah, I bet (laughs) um and he said well I don't feel swollen or tingly anymore (laughs) I was like oh my god cool (laughs) that's good (laughs) uh so you know he I I'm guessing it's the shellfish but I don't really know I mean there's no way to to pin that down without testing so I'm I'm afraid he's gonna have to probably go through food allergy testing to figure it out because often with food allergies the first exposure is not a big deal the second is very big deal Mm -hmm. because your immune system has been primed to be like we don't like this and the second Mm -hmm. time it's like we really don't like this and then you have an anaphylactic reaction so I am not pleased about this but I think it's gonna have to be like no more shrimp probably because that is them. a Epi-pens. really common one. Yeah. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, Ugh, that's ow. a joyful development. I know. Yeah. I've been getting a lot of pitches for food allergy tests from home, or I think kind of everything allergy tests from home. I'm trying to think which one I saw most recently. Hmm. Maybe, you know, so you don't have to get the 25 pin pricks in your arm. I don't know how they do it. But I think it's geared toward people who, who can't eat milk. Well, you can do blood tests for these, too. And um, spit tests. Mm-hmm. Fight, they, so send, them, send those solicitations my way, because I guess we'll probably need to do <laughs> yeah. that soon. <laughs> I mean, let's talk about it for a couple of minutes so that all of my Instagram ads drift toward <laughs> Yeah, mine too. <laughs> So that was scary. Like I had a that like first thing in the morning when I woke up and I'm getting this like, oh, he might die. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Uh, but I, I gave him two Benadryl and he's snoring away right now Aww. at 8 p.m. <laughs> he will wake up on Sunday. Yep. yep. The most refreshed he's ever been. Yeah. <laughs> I did that. Uh, what was it last week? I put myself to bed early and I let myself sleep late. <laughs> and I, I used to never be this way, but I don't know if it's between the new job and the weather lately and... Sam and I being apart during the week a lot, and I'm working well, harder than I have in a while. And uh, something just clicked just right, and I fell asleep at like 8.30 p.m. and slept until like 8.30 a.m. and was just... That's nice. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I never used, I'm usually a six-hour-a-night guy, <laughs> so I got a double night's sleep. Oh, your age is creeping up on you. Oh, mm-hmm. God. So many ways. So many Turning ways. 65 soon. <laughs> 
I go to my I went to my barber this week. I finally landed on a on a regular barber and uh it's just getting out of the chair and be like see you in a month and i'm looking in the mirror seeing that some of the grays didn't disappear in the haircut this time <laughs> oh dear yeah also that you call her a barber you are 80 yeah <laughs> well it's a it's a it's a he and oh i thought you said she said see you in a month no i said see you in a month oh okay i may have slurred i don't know mm-hmm. i'm tired uh but uh no, i go to an old gay man who is delightful Oh, I bet he and, gives the uh, best haircuts. My biggest concern is that now I will, you know, he'll retire and I'll have to find somebody all over again. Yeah. I, it's yeah. been one of the highlights of coming to Albany is I found a great barber. <laughs> Maybe he can keep you as like a private client or something. I would I would appreciate that. Okay. You have to start the charm offensive now. So you mm-hmm. worm your way into his heart so he can't yep. bear to not see you anymore. Yeah. All right. I'll make a note of that. It's going to take some effort. <laughs> Put that on the put it out on the follow up file for another episode. Yep. In the meantime, and uh, we have a mailbag full of cereal, like Mike Frizzell's sweatpants in prison. Oh. <laughs> I hadn't even <laughs> thought of that. Oh, it just that was in the moment. I did not plan that. That was good. I was going to um, make a bracket this afternoon for our. I I can't remember. I think we referred to it both as March Munchies and Munchie Madness uh, last week. So however that turns out, I was going to do it and I found the website and everything. And then wouldn't you know it, I had work that popped up. Boo. I know. Uh, so <laughs> I have I had to like earn my paycheck and be a responsible employee and all of that. So it's still on my radar and we will be doing this even if it happens in April, like we said. I think we need to do it like we did with the candy. You think? And just fight oh. it out? Yeah. Okay. I'm willing. I have lots of opinions while you, it's well, more show listening. content, so that's fine. <laughs> that's true. All right. Well, we'll <laughs> we'll talk about that. We have some regular mail. We have some Facebook commentary. We have some voicemail. Let's get to it. Uh, we'll go to Justina's delightful email. She touched on a variety of topics. So uh, let's get to it. She says, Meredith, you asked if anyone had had experience with a cat on Prozac. I can speak to this. We had hey. a cat that had anxiety and we did put her on drugs. We tried several kinds. Landed on Busper? Busbar. Oh. Yeah, whatever. As a good fit for her, it really made her feel better. And since she would lash out if her anxiety spiked, we all felt better when she mm. felt better. <laughs> These days, I have a dog whose thunder phobia turned into an anxiety spiral so bad she stopped eating. I was literally spoon feeding her. So Aww. we tried Prozac, which did reduce her anxiety, but killed off the rest of her appetite. Then we switched her to mirtazapine and bingo, an immediate improvement so um justina is um weird about her animals just the same way that you are (laughs) meredith it's very Mm. good to know that there are uh, other options in case this doesn't work but so far it has been working i I didn't really even know that you could put your pets on medicine for their emotional conditions you know obviously like if you have a cat that's sick with a ailment there's medication but i was like I, you know, until you started talking about it, I was like, cats get depression or anxiety? I mean, I think it's a pretty new thing. Nobody treated cats like this until very recently. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But but there is research to support it. So, you know, it seems pretty common. 
Yep. Uh, oh, this is good. Continuing on for thunder and other really scary moments. We have Xanax for her. I nice. don't have Xanax, but Me she either. does. What we do for our pets. I get the Xanax at CVS where the bottle reads Jasmine Dog Tavarovsky. I have yep. to hold back the urge to tell them that her last name is McJazerton, not Tavarovsky. <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone understands the ways of the pet nickname. That's funny. Yep. Uh, She weighs in on punctuation. I would expect nothing less from you, Justina. Uh, Favorite punctuation, dot, 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 (laughs) smiley face. Mm -hmm. I read a book called Because Internet that broke down why we olds love an ellipsis so much and why the youngs find it annoying. It was illuminating, especially since my son was giving me grief for using them. And I will continue to do so. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> They're just too useful. Uh, oh, and this is great. Random vocabulary regarding the menstrual cycle. Lay it on me, Justina. The Germans have a word for the pain of ovulation because, of course, they do. It's called Mittelschmerz, literally middle pain, and it is also used by doctors in English. I learned this because I, in fact, experience this occasionally, less these days as I sit in perimenopause. By the way, I'm 53 and still have regular periods. Justina, no. Please don't tell us that. (laughs) I've heard that word. It's really fun. The Germans are good at that. Mm -hmm. They're they're very good. I just have to say, after I had a little procedure on this Tuesday to see what's going on up in there and why I'm having such heavy periods, my body said, oh, it's time for period? Let's do it. (laughs) You uh, went knocking on the door. It's your own fault. I know. <laughs> like we had achieved like some sort of stasis in there and then the doctor went poking around and my body was like, Oh, it's bleeding time. God damn it. If this one lasts it's like twenty six days, I quit. Mm-hmm. It hears you talking about it. Uh, and it's like, oh, yep. <laughs> paying attention to me? Yeah. So anyway, thank you, Justina, for that. Oh, let's go ahead and transition to serial talk because Justina, in fact, sent us a voicemail about the serial topic. Hey guys, it's Justina. Um, So like serial, I was born in 1968, which puts me in a slightly different era of serial from you guys. And on top of that, I had um, a Polish family, so they had a different relationship with serial. But um, while they rejected most American serials, the one that sucked them in was a serial called Buckwheats. I'm going to send you a link for this. So this had flakes that included buckwheat flour in it, which was like so Slavic. And then they had um, like a, a touch of like maple syrup flavor on coating on them. So fortunately, they were pretty good. Like if, if they were to reissue them today, I would like totally buy a case and just snarf that up. But... Um, Yeah, that is the cereal of my childhood that um, when I think about cereal, that's what I think about. Bye. Also, Justina points out that she is a few years uh, older than us, so a slightly earlier cereal generation. But she's always guys... bragging about that, even though I know we I all know. know that I am the oldest person she's involved. She's way in this younger show in than Bobby. Capacity. Yeah. Well, yeah. so then, Bobby, you must know all about buckwheats. <laughs> Honestly, all I could think about was the little rascals when she mentioned yeah. buckwheat. It well, sounds good, though. I looked I those up, and they, they look really nice. Yeah, I followed the link that she uh, sent us. Let's see. What are the consumer 
reviews, uh, buckwheat cereal was pretty much cornflakes mixed with the dark buckwheat. Essentially, they look like bran flakes as far as color, but they were lighter, more like cornflakes. Here was the kicker. Instead of being covered with powdered sugar, as like frosted flakes, they were coated with a maple syrup glaze, which really enhanced the flavor of the flake. Mmm. And then there's another comment below this that really made me laugh. When they had enough glaze that sometimes they'd stick together in a huge lump in the box. Mm. It's like a naturally forming Rice Krispie treat almost. <laughs> Only a buckwheat treat. But it, does, it sounds like something that they should sell at Bucky's, frankly. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. Oh, but yeah. this is very interesting. There's a big... A picture of an ad for buckwheats, and there is a coupon, um, save 15 cents on your next purchase. So <laughs> yes, there we go. Please. Yes, 15 cents. <laughs> Thanks, Justina, for that um, blast from before our past. Uh, and it's not, it, oh, it is. I'm looking for signs of a complete breakfast, complete and balanced breakfast. I see the <sighs> toast with some very fake looking butter pats, frankly. And I see the orange juice and the glass of milk. We're still going with mm-hmm. this glass of milk thing. So it just shows that those are long established rules of what should be in a breakfast. I don't remember if I mentioned this. I don't think I have. When I was in my coffee shop part of my life, people would come in and want to order weird fruit syrup flavors in hot milk drinks. Pomegranate just syrup or whatever. Couldn't, couldn't explain to them that... The, that was just going to be a curdled, disgusting mess. Strawberry mm. was a popular one. People would want like a strawberry shot in a latte. Is this children? This was grown ass <laughs> adults. Oh, a blueberry mocha was good. When I worked at a coffee shop, that would be that would be one what? I would drink. But it didn't curdle. Yeah. No. Blueberry <laughs> mocha. Mocha, like you just put chocolate. Oh in sure. See, you've got something syrup. to take the hit though with the chocolate. You can. You know, you got to sort of temper that. It's like trying not to curdle a hollandaise or something. This is our second eggs Benedict <laughs> reference of the show. <laughs> but like, you can't just dump steamed hot milk and strawberry, uh, you know, actual strawberry syrup together in any way. It's going to turn into a pink curdled mess. That and that stuff all isn't I just sugar. I just assumed it was sugar syrup. Yeah, yeah, there's something in there that that would still hmm. funk it up. Mm, yeah. Yum, funk it yes. up. Yes. So every time I think about the glass of orange juice next to the glass of milk, Ugh. I think about how that's basically just, um, well, this is, uh, you know, these are awkward. I don't like this term and I don't drink these or whatever want to, but it's basically an Irish car bomb breakfast. You're just dropping yeah, something creamy into that. something yeah. that will curdle mm-hmm. it. Ugh. I came really close to accidentally ordering one of those in Ireland. They taste good, but the texture, man. They, you gotta, you gotta tip it back real fast, yeah. or else yeah. it's bad news. I think they're just called car bombs there, right? Well, strange, so. strangely enough, they're called Danish car bombs. <laughs> All right, moving on. Go for it, Irish cream flavored Danish. Uh, so then we had an email from our very favorite retired science teacher. Unless you guys know other science teachers who are retired that you like better, uh, Bob Stein. Hi guys. So, Mr. Golden was pretty great. <laughs> As a kid, number one, sugar-frosted flakes. Tony! Oh, Bob, I think you're dating yourself by referring to them as sugar-frosted flakes. <laughs> what else would they be frosted yeah. with? <laughs> number two, wheat checks. Number three, rice checks. Number four, 
cornflakes. Understand that the above, including sugar frosted flakes, were just vehicles to which I added milk and sugar in such copious quantities. It's amazing. I'm not 400 pounds and diabetic. Yes, I know. Diabetes in kids doesn't have much to do with dietary sugar. Also, raisins. And I still add raisins to my cereal. As an adult, now buckle up, guys. This is Anne's editorializing here. Buckle up for this description. Nature's Path Heritage Flakes, a fine hippie mixture of spelt, kamut, quinoa, oats, barley, and millet, made into a flake that has a texture of a T111 siding, but really tastes good. (laughs) It also does not soften in milk, sorry Meredith, so it still has a very satisfying crunch. To this I add local malted granola, toasted whole almonds, and of course raisins and skim milk from a local dairy farm that is not blue and doesn't taste like milky water. A very carbon protein rich breakfast with which I probably would be heading to 400 pounds, but I do lots of aerobic exercise and eat somewhat more healthily the rest of the day. Loves me some heavy carbs for breakfast. (laughs) On alternate days, I eat a fine mixture of Greek yogurt, the above granola, almonds, and an apple. So still in the cereal realm, but a little less carby. I will often add a couple of slices of my own multigrain seeded sourdough toasted with a little butter. Hashtag Bob so white. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds great. (laughs) But I'm also white. (laughs) Um, Bob, there is so much stuff in there. Like, I don't even... So much work. He's retired. Is all he of do that, that stuff edible in the <laughs> Nature Path Heritage Flakes? I know millet. Isn't that oh, the like grist that the birds use in their crop to like break down seeds and stuff? Smelt. Isn't that a fish? Spelt. <laughs> not spelt. <laughs> Either way, it does millet not is sound. like bird seed. It's actually really good as a grain. There is one time-saving well. part sure. of all of this is that you can just mix it up in a giant burlap bag, and then when you're done, just eat the bag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You wouldn't notice the difference. Yep. It's just a little bit more fiber. And I, can, mm-hmm. I will read this last um, paragraph. That's a little sadder. It says, on a much more somber and sadder note, we had to say goodbye to our beloved dog, Maddie, last Friday. About five weeks ago, she had two seizures, and after she came out of them, she was a different dog, disoriented, weak in her legs, and in some distress and pain. Turns out she had a nasal tumor that had grown into her brain. Nothing to be done but send her off to her next adventure in some alternate universe. Can't tell you how sad and devastated I am. Since Sue is still working, and with the last two years of isolation from the pandemic, I often have spent a lot of time alone. Maddie was my buddy and constant companion. She was such a sweet dog, and Sue and I miss her terribly. Ah, well, the inevitable that one has to deal with when having pets. That's what you sign up for, but it really hurts, and I understand. I've been there. (laughs) Yes, well, that's what happens when you have a menagerie. But um, that was a lovely note, though, about Maddie. She was a good dog. I don't know her, but I'm sure she was. Of course she was. Of course she was. All dogs are good dogs. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. So all our love to you and Sue, Bob, of course. And I'm sure you'll find, I mean, it's premature of me to say it, but you'll find something else on which to lavish your uh, freely given love, I think. So anyway, with that being said let's go to some more cereal talk from our question of the week which of course was what's your favorite cereal and we knew we were going to get a bumper crop of answers on this 
We'll start with Kalina Fruity Pebbles. Even just thinking about them makes me happy. All right. Anne says checks, but in checks mix form. Otherwise, coffee with sugar and soy milk. Anne, remember what I said? If it's not cereal, I don't want to hear it. It's not cereal. (laughs) Coffee with sugar and soy milk. It's not cereal. I did not say, (laughs) what did you have for breakfast? (laughs) That's the mic check question, not the question of the week. (laughs) Uh, Just giving you a hard time, Anne. I love you. I love my name twin. Uh, Morgan says, my favorite has to be Cinnamon Toast Crunch, but I actually really do like plain old Special K. Okay. Gregory says, when I was a child, I would add so much sugar to my cereal bowl that every spoonful was a couple flakes on a wet spoonful of sugar. I'm not entirely sure I tasted anything else, so kicks? <laughs> I've never had kicks. Oh, kicks is never. good. Kicks is pretty good. I like kicks. Yeah, I, I will say I get where he's coming from here because if you do add a little bit, a lot of bit extra sugar and it goes down to the bottom of the bowl. And then when you get down there to the end, it's like a milky sugar sludge. Mm-hmm. It's like a treat. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. I approve. Bree says golden grams. And I'm kicking yes. myself, Bree. How did we not talk about golden grams? I, I think it's the grams. best mm-hmm. of the sugar cereals dry. Actually, mm. corn pops. Corn pops dry is good. Corn, corn pops, pops and golden grams is not good, but yeah, because they become like they're another slimy. one that gets slimy on the outside. Yes, yeah. both yes. of those do. But I do love like a, a styrofoam cup of golden grams from the college cafeteria. Right, <laughs> those are good. Anyway, Bree says my mom used to make some sort of s'more slash rice crispy hybrid bar with them, mini marshmallows and chocolate chips, which I maintain is still one of the best desserts of all time. I make that too. Yeah, I agree. That sounds good. Jennifer says my favorite forbidden cereal from childhood was Golden Grams. I got a box a few years ago and it was just as good as I remembered. My favorite allowed cereal was Grape Nuts, and those are still delicious with strawberries or blueberries. After you've let them soak overnight. <laughs> uh, Amanda says my favorite cereal as a kid was Life Cereal. It was the best of the Czech slash Cheerio slash Wheaties genre that we were usually offered. Didn't I'd- those have a little bit of sugar in it? Uh, in Life Cereal? I think Maybe. so. Like a very small amount compared to your other stuff. Um, but it's funny about the kids who had only healthy cereals, how then you, you rank the sugar quality of the healthy cereals yeah. too. <laughs> We're like, Oh, I love your life. Get. <laughs> yep. So life was a healthy cereal. Uh, I think life was a borderline. I think everyone mm-hmm. thought life was healthy in I the eighties. I don't 80s. think we had life cereal. No, ever. we didn't that even. Wasn't one we either. got. I think our moms weren't fooled, Meredith. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> and we obviously weren't going to spend money on brand name life cereal. Well, of course yeah, not. Yeah, that's why I'm, I didn't have brand name cereal. So I didn't know. Bobby got Wegmans this. brand cereal called Existence, not Life. <laughs> <laughs> that was, would actually be a good name. <laughs> I, I was looking for the same joke in a different way. Cereal. Was, was, yeah, exactly. I was looking for like a Half-Life cereal or a, <laughs> some sort of Albatross cereal. Yeah. Um, Tanya says, Captain Crunch is definitely in my chamber. 
I don't know. I think it's in a lot of people's chamber, Tanya, because... Don't be ashamed. I think all the varieties of Captain Crunch out there uh, point to its popularity. So Mm -hmm. you are not alone. Tier says Honey Graham O's, but they're hard to find. I don't know that I know this one. I don't think I do either. Neither do I. It doesn't sound like one of the big uh, conglomerate cereal companies. But I'm down for Honey, I'm down for Graham, and I'm down for O's. Yeah. Oh, I remember these, but I never had them... And I've never seen them before. Like, I mean, recently. You probably remember the commercial. Look at they, so they look like Cheerios, but they have nuts inside of the middle. Oh, yeah. They hmm. like little. Oh, I do. do you They're remember these? They are big. Yeah. Yes, I've never had them, but I do. I recognize the box. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, they look like little belly buttons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's better than little ass. I, I was going with the family friendly version. I was trying version. not to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't look, we let that loose last episode. It's yeah, too sorry, late guys. to put that back in the box. Uh, let's see where we're. Laura says, as a kid, my mom usually bought Cheerios and Rice Krispies or cream of wheat. In college, I ate twice my weight in Cap'n Crunch. And as an adult, I have settled on oatmeal. It's like the stages of life, Laura. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> totally. Cheerios to Cap'n Crunch to oatmeal. Uh, Lane says, I was a wheat checks and grape nuts, no sugar kid, and occasionally I'd get to have cinnamon toast crunch, still a favorite. Do healthy cereal parents produce INTJ lady scientists? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Possibly, Lane. Uh, as an adult, I long for chocopic that I found living in Chile, but it's sold in Europe, the Middle East, and Latin America. I feel a little ridiculous paying for imported cereal since it's something I so rarely eat. Also, note how the Chilean nutrition labels shame you immediately. High in calories, high in sugar. And she didn't post a picture <laughs> of the box. I gotta say, it looks good. Yeah. I would eat chocopic. I mean, not if I have to pay astronomical prices, Lane, but you know. If some falls into my grip, I would definitely eat it. Jonathan says, Frosted Flakes was my jam growing up. That and Raisin Bran with a pound of sugar. Now it's any gluten-free kind I can find. I have a lot of allergies, so shopping is fun. I'm known Mm. as the guy with all the allergies. Winning! LOL. I might need to talk to you. (laughs) I know. Well, (laughs) my nephew Henry is allergic to peanuts, tree nuts, and tahini is that is that a tree nut i don't know it's sesame seeds sesame yeah seeds? sesame mm-hmm. um and my i was talking with my brother like we went to a bakery when i was there and you know you have to ask are these cookies do they have walnuts do they come in contact with other things that have mm-hmm. walnuts and my brother's like we're that family now <laughs> it's always asking about mm-hmm. that stuff and it's a bummer but you know what it's else are you gonna dying. do yeah oh. Way to ruin school birthdays for everyone. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's not... Um, uh, Meredith, you'll know hopefully what the exact term is. It's not an acute allergy. It's not like if you waved a peanut in his general direction, he'd have a problem. It's mm. sort of more like if he you know, actually Eats, consumes them. So it's oh, not, That's good. Yeah, it's not too bad if it's in some sort of proximity to all of that. But still, he's only four. They want to be careful with that. Yeah. But anyway, Jonathan, that's a bummer. I'm sorry about I that. I wish we can get a bag of Choka Pick on Amazon for fourteen ninety five. Oh, that's, oh, that's not that bad. bad. What's shipping? Twenty five. <laughs> no, no, it's, it, that's Prime. Uh, oh, gr- grain cereal shells with chocolate flavor. I'm not sure I wanted them to describe it quite that flavor. way. But... <laughs> 
Well, if they're cereal shells, that means that they would probably be good for like cradling the milk, right? Or maybe I can, maybe I can fill them with little blips of caramel or something. More details on this cereal. I know. Uh, Jack says nothing frosted, nothing fruity, nothing fun. Shredded (laughs) wheat, large biscuits only in capital letters. (laughs) Love it. But Jack is Look, old school. He, he bought a bulk of them, like a case of them in bulk in 1975. <laughs> and he's just getting through them. Yeah. Uh, Julie says, proving my blandness once again, my favorite is Cheerios with fresh berries or peaches on top. I don't mind them plain either. I think my body, which is usually just barely above anemic, knows that Cheerios are packed with iron. That's not great. Don't sleep yeah. on how good like a sliced fresh peach is on top of Cheerios. That stuff is good. Uh, Rosemary says, probably Raisin Bran with a healthy drizzle of honey. Rosemary, those raisins are full of sugar and they're coated with sugar. And then you're putting honey on them. It's hilarious that we think Raisin Bran is a healthy cereal. I know. (laughs) Because it is so sweet. (laughs) Rosemary, you're my kind of lady. I love it. (laughs) Yep. Bette says, Raisin Bran Crunch, so good. I also love Frosted Mini Wheats. Daniel said, I, I'm sure I ate my body weight in sugary cereals when I was a kid, but as an adult, I seem to gravitate towards something with a flake and an almond. The current go-to is honey bunches of oats with almonds. Mm-hmm. I like to think about Daniel ordering uh, a cereal like you would order a wine, and he's talking to the cereal sommelier, <laughs> and he's like, I'm looking for something with a flake and an almond. Do you have anything <laughs> Oh, yes, sir. We have a lovely vintage for you. <laughs> we didn't even get into it, but I know in Rochester there is just a cereal restaurant now. Oh, I'm sure yeah. That's a thing. It's very sure trendy are... for a minute. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, I expect there's one in Minneapolis by this time. It's. Uh, I think the hipsters have abandoned it for something else. And there's also At... one in Hillary's Kitchen based on the way her children eat <laughs> mm-hmm. their right. cereal in custom ratios. <laughs> yep. Uh, Kenna says peanut butter Cap'n Crunch is delicious. And Linda says Cap'n Crunch with crunch berries. Ooh, my mouth. <laughs> more of the Cap'n Crunch uh, posse rolling up mm-hmm. here. Callie says Lucky Charms. We got one box on our birthday. The rest of the year was giant shredded wheat biscuits, plain Cheerios, and muesli with skim milk and one glass of OJ. Definitely no adding sugar allowed. Come on, Callie. Your parents watching you that closely that you can't sneak a few spoonfuls of sugar in there. Mm -hmm. She continues, side story about juice being quote-unquote healthy. I wouldn't eat anything when I was a toddler, and I wasn't growing, so my parents took me to the pediatrician. They had been giving me as much apple juice as I wanted. Whoops. From then until I turned 18, the rule was one eight-ounce glass of juice per day, max. Yeah, she's getting all her calories from that Mm -hmm. juice. The way she says until she turned 18, I'm picturing her like behind the school next Mainlining to the dumpster. apple juice. Yeah, dragging off a bottle of Martinelli's. <laughs> Guys, I just, can I just have a little? Just put a little. And finally, Emily says, before I learned milk is bad for my body. Plain Cheerios with milk and banana. Now, Cap'n Crunch, Oops All Berries, or Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Both dry as snack foods. Emily, have you tried the Golden Grams? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Come on. I probably, I don't know. I hear so many bad things about Captain Crunch and how painful it is. It's worth the pain. <laughs> Christy, what's your cereal? 
Um, so I was I was writing notes as uh, going along with um, the show, and basically when I was a kid, we didn't get any name brand cereals, so puffed rice was my favorite. Mm, yum yum. The only time we got a name brand cereal was Chex did a uh, promotion where if you had a certain number of box tops, you got a buy one plane ticket, get one free. And then my mom bought as many as you needed to get a plane ticket. And then that's all the cereal that we had. And it was disgusting, like because we couldn't <laughs> put sugar in it or anything. So um, I don't like checks except for in checks mix. That's good. Um, let's see. Generic, I think the only generic you can go is um, Rice Krispies if you're putting into Rice Krispie treats. And now I will, I usually eat honey bunches of oats in yogurt. Oh, and, parfait. Yeah. But, Fancy. Uh, fruity pebbles and golden grams all mm. the way. I did once eat a bowl because I don't like milk, so I eat it usually with a fork. Um and I once <laughs> ate a bowl of Fruity Pebbles with Old English in it. Ugh. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Much better tasting than milk. <laughs> Amazing. Is this yeah. a, was this a desperate times for desperate, or desperate measures for desperate times? Or were you like, hmm, I wonder how this will taste? No, it was, um, yeah, it was more that I didn't like milk, but I like I loved cereal. And so I'm sure someone said you should just you know, have it with water. And that sounds real gross. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, Hey, I have another kind of liquid <laughs> that I now, like a what lot. What color does yeah. Fruity Pebbles turn malt liquor? Probably brown. Um, well, I ate it fast enough that it didn't do that, but it didn't get it as soggy as milk does, which is interesting. My brother used to have cereal with, I mean, it didn't matter if we were out of milk, he would put any old liquid in. He definitely had Cereal with water, plenty of times, and cereal with orange juice, plenty of times. <laughs> I know. He also ate cat food as a joke, so oh. whatever. Yeah. Okay, so he's it's only got funny issues. the first time. Well, now his daughter eats it for fun. Like they have to keep her away from the cat food. So, haha. <laughs> <laughs> How the chickens have come home to roost is what you're saying. Yep. <laughs> um, on that note, I think it's time for medium talk, eh? Mm-hmm. Yep. Indeed. This. I'm, this is a hat tip to guest producer Gregory Skidlarik. Um, he like popped his head into the room while we were having our call, and he was like, what about what you would do if you won the lotto? And we were like, oh, that sounds fun. And we decided that the ground rules for this is we've got four different levels of lottery. We're going to go around the horn and discuss what we would do if we won each of these levels. And the rules are this is exactly what you get. We're not, this is fantasy land anyway, so we're pretending that taxes don't exist. So right. when you win this amount, this is the amount of money that you then that you have. So right. let's not think about taxes. Let's not think about like scary relatives stealing it or anything like that. This is like suddenly you open your bank account and you have this much money in it. So um, the lowest level that we're going to talk about is $5,000. So you did a fun scratcher and you won the grand prize on a scratcher. Mm, you were one of those people that you got one in your stocking and you scratched mm-hmm. it off. Yes. And, and you don't have to share it with any of your coworkers. So let's go around the horn here. Anne, what would you do with $5,000? With $5,000, I would redo my bathroom upstairs. Eh, maybe downstairs too. I don't know how much it costs. But the bathroom upstairs is little 
And I got a new toilet in there, so we're on well, the way. Don't replace the toilet. No, no, no. The toilet is staying. Oh, but, that's and I the also, anchor. You build yes, around it. Yeah. You build like around the toilet. Tree. I, paint, I painted mm-hmm. last year already, so I would probably want to paint the cabinets, do a new vanity countertop, and then the tub is, is a tub shower, Dealy Bob, and I'm very torn because the idea of taking that out and putting like a double size shower in there is very appealing and get a, a fancy one like I don't know do either any of you have a rain head or shower head mm, no and do you like it because I used to think that ooh that would be the height of luxury to have a rain shower head but then I realized I don't know that I like water coming down on my head all the time when's the last time you got when's the last time you got caught in a rainstorm and thought i wish i had some shampoo right now (laughs) i guess we don't have the kind you're talking about we have like a really big round one that shoots water right right but it's still it's mounted on the wall not in the ceiling right yeah 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 so but i don't know i think i would want to get something you you need the next level up if you're going to do something like that. Because I feel like I want to be able rerouting to like, plumbing. Right. I want to be able to get out of it if I want to, out of the water, and um, direct it. You know, like when you're cleaning the yeah. tub, you want to be able to like mm-hmm. turn the nozzle around and rinse it. Right. So what I'm thinking is I'm going to have to have a whole deal that if it's a rain head, um, I would have to have also a wall mount or whatever for all of that so you would have multiple it would be a whole deal it would be a deal. this is doable i mean i've seen rich people showers yeah. before and you yeah know, you get jets in from the sides and from the but top not, and... not for five thousand dollars though well That's it's true. a small space but we'll they're see. probably also not cleaning their own showers so right yep that's but, true <laughs> but christy the toilet's already done yeah that's true <laughs> the only thing that gives me pause is i do really like a bath Every once in a while, especially if I'm not feeling well, that's kind of the place I go mm-hmm. to like soak out the evil. And I'm not sure that I want to lose the bathtub entirely. And I have one in the downstairs bathroom, but that bathroom is kind of shitty. You know, they you'd think that having a big bathroom is a great thing. But what I find is that it never warms up. And so, like, I'm in the shower stall down there, and it's all nice and toasty, and then you open the door, and it's like, oh, frigid! So, I don't, I wouldn't want to take a bath down there. So, I don't know. I have some decisions to make with this $5,000 scratch-off, but the bathroom is the thing that comes to mind. Okay. Uh, Bobby, $5,000. Yeah, ball around a budget. So, you can do one bathroom. Got to be careful about it. The downstairs bathroom at the Buffalo House, which was done not too long ago, is supposed to have a heated bathroom floor, but it totally doesn't work. Mm, and it's I to fix that exact problem. Heating. Right? Oh. Yeah. But that's not the $5,000 scratch off level. That's no, that's much higher. Uh, first class Aruba. Um, mm, we ooh. are due to go back anyway. Um, we're going to try to go this summer fall. We just haven't booked it yet. Um, but like, we usually go fairly modestly like we don't stay at one of the super expensive resorts we just take JetBlue down we mostly eat like the locals food which is good and we would definitely still keep doing that but I think like instead of going for 
five days. We'd go for like two weeks and stay somewhere super nice and maybe hop around to some of the other, uh, you know, nearby, I don't know, to, to quick hop to Venezuela, go pick up some drugs. Um, <laughs> some cheap gas. Yeah, exactly. So like, I think we would we would do the same thing that we would do anyway, but we would just do it all a little nicer. <laughs> I think that's the five grand. And of course, my caveat for all of these is um, some percentage of this would get tithed to charity just because I that's what we would do. You know, if I, if I, I know five thousand so much better than us. Not a ton of it, but you know, we would. <laughs> We would we would uh, we would take a little corner off as these numbers get larger. Then there's a much more set. Yes. 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 But five grand? No, nah, we would probably throw only because of the guilt as I have as a fundraiser. <laughs> like five grand? Yeah, there'd probably be an extra check somewhere for something just so that we didn't feel so guilty about it. That's nice of you. Yeah. Um, I think along those same lines, mine would be a trip. We still haven't like gone anywhere. I in such a long time. And I, I think, um, Iceland would be a really, that's kind of the top of my list right now. Um, partially because I've always wanted to go and partially because Gregory doesn't like super hot places. <laughs> so I don't think no, he'd be really happy work. on a beach vacation. Um, so Iceland, um, I also want to go to the Netherlands, um, but I could actually kind of spin that into a work trip potentially. <laughs> so I'm going <laughs> to hold out on that one for a little bit and see if I can get a little better at, at Dutch on Duolingo. Cause I can't say anything useful yet. Um, yeah, but the Dutch all speak English. They all speak English. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's silly. Um, but I would love to go to Iceland, get like, there's so many adorable Airbnbs. I don't know how they all know how to decorate so amazingly, but they're all gorgeous. And like there's wild horses running around and you can go on hikes and, and I would love to go soak in like a geothermal spring. Mm, the um, blue lagoon. Yeah. Yep. 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 So that, that would be my five grand and uh screw charity. I'm, I'm <laughs> spending That's it all on That's my girl. <laughs> Christy? Um, I would pay off uh, Elliot's summer camp. <laughs> oh. Like it's on layaway right now. And I would wait. You can't take it home until you paid for it if it's on layaway, right? So work? it has to be paid off by June. Oh, interesting. <laughs> she can't I had no home. idea that summer camp was available at Kmart. Yeah, <laughs> so expensive. They probably have to do it this way. Yep. Um, I would get my um, PMP certificate, and probably if I have enough left, I would take the Scrum Master, which. We call it Scrum Lead because Master's gross. Um, Scrum Lead test to get that certification. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I'm sorry. Back up. What is any of this that you're talking about? PMP would be Project Manager Pizza. Pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pizza. Okay. I think it... What does it even stand for? Um, Project Management Certificate. What is the... A second probably the first professional, professional the certificate. Yeah. Professional. Yeah. <laughs> professional so, manager of projects. <laughs> yeah. And then um, a scrum leader. Do you know what scrum leader is? No. Nope. Isn't that a thing oh. in like rugby? Um, yes, but also it's a methodology of project management and um, development, which is what we do. And a lot of people, a lot of jobs require it. So you do agile scrum training and then you can take a test and I did the training, but I did not take the test because mm. it costs money. So that's what I would do. Boring, but yeah. practical though. Yeah, very yeah, practical. That's good. 
I mean, right now we have a list, like an ongoing note of things we can buy when Jeremy gets a job. So I just had sure. to look yeah. at those. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Our next level is a little bit more interesting. So this is a $50,000, let's call it inheritance. Mm-hmm. Somebody distant that you don't know dies, so you're not that sad, and you suddenly have $50,000. What are you going to do with it, Anne? Great Aunt Betty has died. Yes, Betty is gone. <laughs> ah, that old hag. You knew it was happening <laughs> soon. Uh, this is very boring and practical, but I would pay a huge chunk of my mortgage. In fact, let's be transparent here. My mortgage, I think the principal is sitting at 102 right now. And if I just chopped that in half, I would love it. And we talked on our um, our finance show about, you know, if you can invest the money and you can get a better rate yeah. of return than your mortgage rate, blah, blah, blah. No, no. I, I want that out of there. If I could get rid of $50,000 of it right now, I would do it. I understand that. It's like a psychic relief rather than like the most maybe like beneficial thing that you could do. But it's it's, good for your mental health. It's absolutely an emotional thing Mm -hmm. that makes me crazy. So let's just remove that so that I can be crazy about all the other stuff. Good. Now, would it be 100% to your mortgage or would it be like... $45,000 $45,000 to the mortgage and $5,000 in So this the is a stacking thing? Mm, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm, so. I think so. I did mine as stacking. Okay. Um, Bobby, I have a feeling yours is going to be similar. <laughs> I don't know how oh, I know yeah. that. Oh, it is. Uh, because we filled out the run sheet. Um, we actually, we basically had this scenario several years ago when we sold the house in Rhode Island because we actually made money on that house not that we're master real estate geniuses but it just the market broke for us in the right way and so we ended up walking out of the closing with a check for like forty-seven thousand dollars. nice that must have been nice right and we took it to the bank deposited it and then almost immediately just paid down like 95 percent of my student loans that were still existing like we just that's great. We we took it and knocked out one major debt with pretty much all of it. And since we did that, I have a feeling if uh, if Great Aunt Betty's uh, hairpin collection or whatever got us fifty grand, we would probably just throw it at the mortgage now at the house in Buffalo. No, her because... china set will, will oh, definitely sure, right. get yeah because that, that has buyers. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we would just because um, that mortgage is still huge, like well over $300,000 huge. And so it would just be a comforting big old bite to take out of it. And then we mm-hmm. could probably refi it and do some smart things with it after having that much paid into it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It probably wouldn't be your China collection. It would probably be some um, artifacts that uh, Grandpa Chuck brought back from Korea. Don't you think? <laughs> Like a secret child. Mm -hmm. No, those cost (laughs) money. (laughs) I was thinking, like, I don't know. uh, He took a side trip to Japan and bought some uh, Ming Dynasty vases or something. For $3, not realizing how much they were. (laughs) Yep, yep. At a flea market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how that works, right? Aunt Betty's Jade. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) 
Um, mine is kind of similar. I don't know. The mortgage doesn't bother me, especially because now I don't have any other debt. <laughs> um, I'm okay with that. And so I was thinking about this. And I think one of the things I've been wanting to do lately is like, if we we're going to stay in this house long term, which we probably aren't, but if we end up doing it for some reason, I think I would want to re-gut this house because, you know, flips, they do a terrible job. Um, they didn't replace the plaster walls and the upstairs, which means the insulation is terrible. And there's still wires that are cloth covered up here. Oh. And it's a little nervous making. <laughs> Plus the bedrooms all have two outlets each, which is not enough for a modern life. <laughs> no. So, and I, you know, the floors are original to the house, meaning they're a hundred years old, which means they are extremely squeaky and it's starting to kind of drive me crazy a little bit. So I would love to rip the floors up as, as sad as it is to get rid of beautiful old wood. It's just, there's no fixing it. Um, I've had, I've had floor contractors over to look at it and they're just like, we have to replace it. So, you know, tear the walls down, re replace the electric, put new floors, put new drywall, put new baseboards, crown molding, stuff like that. Um, I don't know if 50 grand would cover that, um, but it would be certainly a, a good chunk of it. Um, and the downstairs is, is in okay shape, but those floors need to go too. So um, the other option is, you know, if we don't end up staying here, um, that would be a nice piece of a down payment towards the Hobbit house in the woods that we want to build. Mm -hmm. So our escape where there's no light or sound. Um, <laughs> is it going to have a, a closer have a round door like a true Hobbit house? It, it better. <laughs> is it going to be small? Because you're pretty tall. Well, you know, if we bury it half in the ground, it can still be short, but, but tall on the inside. It'll be a true. visual, you know, You'll illusion. have to, like, slide into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is sounding better and better. <laughs> uh, Christy, what would you do with 50 grand? Um, I would take care of all of our ticking time bombs um, that this house has, which we have a new one. So the plumbing is a ticking time bomb needs to be completely replaced. Um, what? The furnace. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're flowing. <laughs> <laughs> um, except the, um, the upstairs bathroom that had to be done because of an emergency, everything right. else. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. great. I mean, they told you that when they were doing it, right. They were like, this yeah, is not they said, good. <laughs> yeah. They said they, this stuff is illegal to put in houses. Oh. Now it was only, they only put it in for like five years and in the nineties. Um, God damn the nineties. Yep. I know. So they said, yeah, you look at this stuff and it disintegrates. So that's cool. Um, so we need um, new and each thing is probably about 10 to 15,000. So um, plumbing, we need um, a new furnace because that is 20 years old. And when we replace that, I want to get an air conditioner as part of it. And the new ticking time bomb is our roof. So apparently uh. in the back part of the roof, they didn't put down, I don't know any of these things. They just put the um, shingles straight onto the wood and there's no paper or whatever that oh. stuff is. Oh. And it is now molding. Oh, um, that's no. not good at all. Yeah, that yeah. is what will happen. That sounds about right. Yep. yep. So that's happening. And then if there's any money left, um, I want to get a Visalign. Oh, you don't have crooked teeth, do you? Um, I did have braces. Yeah, I had really, really bad teeth. Um, and the bottom ones are crooked. But the reason why I want to get Invisalign is because I think it would help teeth grinding during the day. Oh. I they see. say your bite so has twofer. something to do with it, but I've never, I don't know. It's never helped well, me. Well, if I'm, it's it will be like a mouth guard that you're wearing during the day. Oh, the actual thing, not yeah. the change in your bite. Okay, got it. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. 
Um, so next up, our level is a little bit of a bigger deal. You're actually in it to win it. You're playing the state lottery, and you just won $5 million. Anne, what do you do? This is kind of an odd amount. Because at this point, I got to start sharing it with my family. Yep. Right? There's no way around it. Unless you're disowning them. I think it's all or nothing. Well, it's not my plan. So I have two brothers, right? But I also have two stepsisters. And I'm obviously not as close to them as I am to my brothers. But it would not sit right to me with me if I gave my brothers money and did not give any to my stepsisters. So I think I would probably split it five ways obviously we're taking out the fifty-five thousand that we've already spent on other things as we said it's stacking mm-hmm. but the remainder i think i would probably split it five ways between the five of us and mom that doesn't mean that i don't love you it's just i couldn't you know what you've got money um the math you'll be, gets very you'll be fine five million yes. five people yeah, don't add a six. That's yeah, you need mom. A remember for that. I'll I'll move in with you, mom, if you want. So that's <laughs> fine. So I I think I think that's got to be how it goes. And I was thinking about this, and I was like, oh, I'm just going from five million to only one million for me. Oh, and then my. I was like, Anne, that's a <laughs> tremendous amount of money. You'd be fine. So what would you do with the leftover million? Oh, I don't know. I haven't thought about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and would you still be working? Uh, yeah, I think I would. I mean, one million, that's not enough for... Not for the rest of your life. Not for the rest of your life. I don't Not if you split think. it with five people. No, if you not just if put you split... it all... Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think I would still for sure have to work. And I don't know. I could buy a new house. Like, there are a few things about this one that I don't like that much. Like, the kitchen is small. I would love a pantry to have a little bit yes. more storage. That kind of thing. Uh, I don't, you know, but is it worth like, moving? This is fine, to quote Hillary. This is fine, TM. In the, mm-hmm. You know, it, it'll, it'll do. It's not my dream house, but I don't sort of see the point in getting too particularly hung up on perfection i mean i live here i keep my books here i got my tv here it's comfy it's fine so i'm not sure i'm not sure what i would do with that probably just basically invest it and get myself hopefully some sort of financial security i was gonna say that would be like a really nice peace of mind nest egg for you yep i think so Mm -hmm. all right bobby Five million dollars. Okay. So glad I'm an only child after listening to Anne. (laughs) You asshole. (laughs) How dare you not have siblings? (laughs) Uh, So my godsons, Charlie and Arthur, they're they're set, right? Their schooling is set and money is allocated for them. Well, Uh, I don't know about that. Costs of education being what they are, they're little. (laughs) (laughs) Aren't they both like under five? If yes. you invest it in one of those state plans, then it, the the cost kind of freezes gets, it, right? Yeah, it gets yeah, locked so in. So there we go. They can go to the state school of their choice. Uh, no, it's exactly. We we'll take care of that. <laughs> uh, we'll kill the Buffalo mortgage, obviously. Um, I think, um, as as you know, for years now, the um, the lane at Mayfair Lane in Buffalo, where we own that house, needs like a million dollars worth of work. 
And I don't love my neighbors there enough to just pay for it. <laughs> I was about but to I, get horrified on your behalf. Mm-hmm. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I do love them enough to do like an interest-free loan to be paid back over 10 or 20 years or something to finance it. So I would be willing to do a zero interest loan against the lane to just get the work done so that we can preserve this piece of history that's crumbling and then work on, you know, getting that money back. And that, that would be fine. It's sort of just not quite an investment because I've, you know, it won't make money, but it would be a good thing to do. Probably make a decent amount of money off of that. If you charged interest. Right. (laughs) So it's not really no, in the spirit. I get what you're saying. Exactly. So I would just do it so that we could get it done. Uh, and, and then, um, then, you know, invest in and charity, you know, just figure out a way to put it in a trust so that it spins off enough money to, to have, you know, forever income and then do some serious charitable stuff. And of course, mm-hmm. you know, there'd be some traveling and there would be some, some fun stuff too. I, I would keep working, um, but maybe consider shifting toward being a full-time freelancer and being able to pick and choose my work and being my own boss again. Not that I don't love my current job. I do. But with, with that, you know, I'd have enough financial stability and flexibility to kind of do what I want, which would be great. Mm-hmm. Five grand still not, or $5 million is still not forever money. Like it is if you do it right, obviously, mm-hmm. but you know, I would get so bored. <laughs> It's not splurgy yeah. in that yeah. way. Yeah. Not if you got to yeah. make it last forever without any kind of investing. Yeah. Um, okay. So I think mine is pretty similar. I would definitely make sure that Victor and Olivia had their college paid for or whatever they wanted to do. I, you know, I wouldn't want right. to pigeonhole them into going to college if that's not what they want to do. Like yeah, maybe their they welding wanna... school is Sure. Start a for. business yep. or, you know, I, it would be so much easier if they wanted to start a business if they didn't have to worry about uh, True. seed money and, th- yeah. and things like that or you know whatever they wanted to do getting I investors yeah and... i wouldn't want to put strings on it but maybe just put it stick some money in an account for them to do whatever they want to with when they're 18 um i would definitely pay off the mortgages of my immediate family um you know real estate in michigan's pretty cheap so i don't think i don't think that would be too much of a burden <laughs> pretty sure you could just buy most of uh detroit right just yeah i might yeah. be able to yeah uh, I don't know if I'd want to, but I could. Um, uh, you know, my brother and his wife. Um, my sister is renting, but maybe she'd want a house. I don't know. Um, maybe you could just b- buy the whole block. I could just buy a block and have it be our Van Harn block. Estates. Van Harn. Yeah. Oh my God, that sounds like the villain in a <gasps> '90s movie. Can you imagine the male nightmare that would be, though? Like, gosh. no, thank you. Um, Instead of like a, a, a hobbit house, I would build a hobbit mansion, maybe. Um, you know, I think with like a portion of that, like I could build a pretty amazing house for a million bucks in the woods in the middle of nowhere. Yep. Um, so th- I, th- I assume there'd be some leftover after that. Um, and then, of course, this is the level where I would feel comfortable donating significant sums. Um, to what exactly? I'm not entirely sure. Like, I think. I think I'll get more into that in our next level, but there would absolutely be some, some charitable donations, um, maybe a trust. Um, my dad has, for instance, his land at his cottage in a trust so that we, as his kids, not that we would, but that we can't sell it to a developer. (laughs) He Mm. wants it to remain. He wants the land to remain as it is. And there's a wetland there now, so nobody can develop it, but there's other stuff like there's forest and things in, in a field that he doesn't want changed. 
Um, so I kind of like that idea. So maybe just like preserve a chunk of land that I love so that it can't turn into a Walmart. Mm. But, mm. but so what happens if you inherit the land and like say you can't afford to pay the taxes on it and um, then you can't sell it? I think we can sell it with provisions. I, I don't really know. I, I haven't oh. seen the paperwork. Well, I should how, probably how figure you, that out. How do you hold the buyer to provisions once they own it? Can't they do whatever they want with it? I don't know. Maybe the trust owns it. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I'll have to ask him because he's getting up there. <laughs> so, Dad. Dad, what happens when... About he loves to talk about will. it. You know, he we, loves to talk about it. It's not weird at all. We joke, but Sam and I have been meaning to do our new will or do our will for couple of years now and just things keep getting in the way like covid but even now like i know the lawyer who's gonna do it and every couple of months he calls me and he's just like hey you gotta send me that stuff and it's just literally an email i have to sit and write like just do this and put it in legal paperwork for us we're gonna get there eventually yeah don't be shy about it we should do a show about uh by how boring would that be financial planning and estate planning (laughs) I mean, we kind of, sort of, did a little bit. That's true. And I uh, now have a brand new financial planner, certified financial planner. I'm I'm being a grown-up. Excellent. Yep. So I just mean the part about when we die. Right. (laughs) Well, she asked about estate planning. Do I need help with estate planning? I'm like, listen, I don't have any money, and I don't have any dependents. Like, yeah, I'm not really castle danger at this point. What's going to happen to Castle Danger? Uh, that I don't own that, and I have no idea how mm. that's going. You're to never going to own it. Work. I haven't. I don't know. It's my my aunt and my father own it jointly right now. Well, we can talk that's, about this that's all their on, business. Yeah, on the air on another show right after we do our mm-hmm. most forms live on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to talk to my dad and get back. <laughs> Because I don't understand this either. Uh, Tune back in for our taxes episode. (laughs) So fun. Christy, what are you going to do with $5 million? Okay. So I would get a new house. And that takes away about $2 million here in Seattle. Because $1 million is like a piece of crap house in an okay neighborhood. Um, So I would do that. I would, you know, put in college or like you said Meredith like whatever some kind of savings for Elliot and maybe Sawyer um and savings because Jeremy just started um putting in 401k money because he didn't have jobs that had that and then he doesn't have that anymore so (laughs) we have a lot of makeup to do Mm -hmm. and then um maybe oh yeah and then with the last million I would pay off my sister's mortgage or she wants to start a um charcuterie business so (laughs) i would just give her say have this and you can either do either of those things um pay off my dad's house and then i would buy a house in boise that my mom could use because she would then sell it if she owned it and then (laughs) have nowhere to live again so i would have to control that situation it's good that you know that yeah yeah. <laughs> is Boise expensive or no, no, you no, get no, a no. good house for oh, pretty cheap? Very there? cheap. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Oh, um, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Our final level, and this is the super exciting one, is Mega Millions $50 million. <laughs> this is insane. It yeah. was hard for me to even think about this. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. It's You think you could spend it, but 
It'd be pretty hard. I mean, you I could... either had overspending it or not way not enough. <laughs> mm. Mm. Well, so the $50 million, the Mega Millions level, this is the level at which I start thinking, eh, maybe I should get a nice house. You know, maybe that's worth it. I stumbled onto this YouTube channel of all places that's a like a luxury real estate agent from LA and he's very much what you would think of as a luxury uh, um, real estate agent in LA he's got the clothes and he's pretty handsome and really smooth but he's actually is kind of a nice guy and seems to be really enthusiastic about properties and architecture and stuff so he started this YouTube channel where he goes and he tours LA luxury homes and it's been so successful he's branched out uh he's down Florida and he's gone to Colorado and he goes to France and so every week they do this tour of um luxury homes kind of modern actually a lot sort of modern architecture and I would say that I'm not generally a fan of modern architecture I don't like, like concrete and exposed pipes and all that stuff but there is something like even if it's not my personal taste, when you get into that quality of home, you can really appreciate the design and the intent and the craftsmanship in that. So if we're talking about, you know, 10 million bucks for a house, I might do that. It might be. And when you get to a certain level of wealth, I would start to think that maybe security becomes a little bit more. Would you want to yeah. be in a gated community at that point? Like I have no interest in being a gated community for, you know, because I'm hoity toity or fancy or anything. I just do worry a little bit when you get that much money. If people find out about that, mm-hmm. you want know. some private security circulating around the, the neighborhood don't maybe no i don't know how big of a, a concern that really would be but you know just so that the wet bandits can't walk up and <laughs> ring my doorbell or something yeah. <laughs> who knows about that so maybe i would go i can't see that i would go for like the house that has the movie theater and all of that stuff but a pool maybe nice. pool? i'd like to see Anne just dig a moat yeah. Like have security, but have like old, you know, classic medieval security moat drawbridge. I'll, like my I will old neighbor. Let the drawbridge down. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> A couple of cannons, like your neighbor Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> and at this point, I think when we're getting into the fifty million dollar level, um, I, uh, you know, maybe I'll give more to my family. Uh, Mom, you get some too at the fifty That's million dollar you. level. But then I think also at that point, I. I haven't thought that much about charity because it's been so far out of my ability, but I'm interested in education. I think it's a whole uh, give a man a fish versus teach a man to fish or women too, I guess. Let's not be gendered about fishing, Anne, but uh, some sort of educational charity. You know, I like the, you know, Bill Gates education. I mean, he has bad taste in friends. But um, and haircuts. <laughs> the Gates Foundation has done a lot of good work, and it just and goes computers. to show that that the amount of money needed is astronomical. So I don't know if my puny fifty million dollars would really make a difference. But you know, maybe on a smaller scale, I could. 
And then also I think I want to travel. I'm past the point in my life where I want to travel on a budget. That's fine when you're in your 20s. But at some point, I would just rather be a little bit comfortable and get some sleep and not have to worry too much. So I don't know what that would uh, entail. A lot of first class. Bobby said first class. Aruba, you would go for first class a lot earlier than I would. But definitely first class becomes a component. I think at 50 million, you're just chartering flights. Like, you're. That's environmentally irresponsible. Chartering hot air balloons. <laughs> I'm Greta Thun burning it, burning it. What's her um, I'm just, uh, I'm around the world on a wind-powered sailing vessel, luxury sailing vessel. You could put all that money towards researching a solar-powered airplane. Oh. Closer to the sun. Why don't they oh. do that? Make the whole plane out of whatever the black box is made out of and yep. put solar panels all over <laughs> it. Solar panels Problem on it solved, and, you guys. And then all flights will take part uh, during the daytime. That's right. And we'll all follow the path of the sun. So mm-hmm. like, so it rises in the east and sets in the west. So everybody's flying west. It doesn't matter where you're going. You have to fly west because you're with the sun. You might you just only... have to go all the way around the world. But so that's to fine. New York, it's like yeah. 45 hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but think of the carbon savings. Yep. Yeah. You can only fly to Seattle two months out of the year. <laughs> uh, okay. Bobby... $50 million. What charities are you going to give it all away to? Well, I put the foundation here because I, at $50 million, I would start a foundation, quit my job, run said foundation. Oh uh, my God. Can it be, can it be called Pape's Place? Like one of those things. I don't know if it's for children with what cancer or whatever, but Pape's Place is so what good. About, what about Bobby's World? <gasps> oh! oh. <I> mean, <laughs> That's the uh, yeah. Sorry, I would spend forty nine of the fifty million dollars wrestling with Howie Mandel over the copyright to worth it. Bobby's. World. I got so excited at that suggestion; it was undignified. <laughs> what would this foundation do? Uh, probably a combination of music and health and wellness for youth stuff. Um, uh, you know, so I one of my many facets of being a fundraiser is that I do raise money for an endowment at my current job, something I did not have the luxury of having at my last job. And that endowment has about $10 million in it right now. Um, My hope is that in a few years, we'll do a major massive campaign to double that. But with $50 million, if you invest that, you can probably kick off two, two and a half million dollars a year in interest without touching the principal. Mm -hmm. So put most of that away in something with a decent safe return like that and just spend the spinoff on charity and comforts and jet setting and lots of travel and Mm -hmm. going to things and being fancy and rich. And then I did also write here that I would start paying for my own HBO again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't know. Are you sure you can afford it? Yeah, it's a lot. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I mean, I think that would be the gist of it. I, I would do a lot of the same stuff I do at work now. Like I would just, Contemporary composers commission new music ensembles, paying musicians, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, and then, you would uh, probably be like yeah. hobnobbing with people like Christie's rich boss, right? Yeah. Those are the circles you would do. You, actually, you may work in those circles now. I don't know. I do work in those circles now, sort of. But I would also try to make those circles look less like those circles. That's actually a lot of my job now. We're really trying to not just be old, rich, white people. Mm. And so 
putting yeah, a lot well, of leverage that's, into that's that. That's where the generational wealth is, mm-hmm. unfortunately. So yeah. Not if I've got $50 million, then I'm just True. a sort of old rich white guy. <laughs> <laughs> just old in spirit. Yeah. But, uh, yep, there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of inequity issues in this world that can be fixed through a foundation that also does good music stuff. So that is where I would focus it because that's my expertise. Very cool. Yeah. Um, okay. I So this is the level where I would feel comfortable quitting my job. Um, I do like my job, but if I have $50 million, I'm going to have time to work. I got $50 million to deal with. You got to um, manage that money. Yeah. So I would do everything that I've already said. Um I would pay off everyone's debt, including all you guys. Um, I would, and then, you know, I think I would want to donate a whole lot of money. Oh, yeah. I would build houses, like, everywhere in the world that I wanted a house. (laughs) Like, not necessarily a super fancy house, but, like, you know, if I want to live in France in the countryside, then I can build myself a little cottage there without worrying too much about it. Um, Surrounded by lavender fields. Yes, please. Uh, I think, so at this point, the donations would be, it's hard to even narrow it down. Like there are things, all I could think about is what's making me angry right now. Like I would pay off every water bill in Detroit that is unpaid because there, that's becoming an increasing problem again. Um, Hmm. uh, you know, if there was school lunch debt anywhere, I would want to pay all that off. I feel like you wouldn't need $50 million to do that. Um, I would try to get Ron DeSantis and everyone in Texas unseated. Murdered. Oh, well, (laughs) I mean, that's nicer. I might try that. Yeah. But technically I would just say out loud that I was trying to get them, uh, unseated. Um, and then, you know, of course, like refugee aid for Ukrainians. And let's not forget that there are lots of other conflicts going on in the world, but there are brown people. So nobody cares. So there's, you know, Afghanistan, there's conflict in, Central African Republic, there's a civil war there, there's a civil war in Somalia, you know, there's, there's a lot of refugees that need, need help. Um, So I think that that would be a really cool way to, to spend a whole lot of money. And, you know, at that point, you have to start worrying about taxes and giving money away is a really good way to avoid terrible tax consequences. So I think it's a win win. Now, I seem to remember when we were talking about once, I think our sort of dream jobs or something didn't you say that you would want to open an animal shelter yes would you still consider doing that yeah 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 um you know it would have to be staffed in this case because i'm jet setting all over the world of course of course right um but yeah that probably in my home base i would want to have that um somewhere 50 million dollars i think you could just buy a breed of animal no (laughs) Like, like you could I own all cats market. now. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you could develop your own particular uh, breed. It's the Van Horn. That seems kind of counterintuitive <laughs> to like saving <laughs> what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Homeless animals that exist already. <laughs> we don't need I, more. I cats. originally had the thought that instead of paying everybody's water bill, you could just buy out the water utility. But then I stepped back and thought it would be funnier if you just bought all the cats. <laughs> Why not both? Um, yeah, I think I think I would absolutely want to have. Um, you know, I follow the kitten lady on Instagram, and she has this little white fluff ball of a cat named Shushu right now, who doesn't even look like a real being. <laughs> and I'm like, I want that in my life. Like, I want to have. Um, let me be in charge of the neonatal kittens, please. Um, and then we can save all the 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 gnarly street cats too, and just put them in a different room. So yeah, I would absolutely do that. 
I think I love keeping the, the uglies away from the cutes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think at the five million dollar level, I might get a dog. I would. I would see. I'd have to. I wouldn't want a dog in this house. I don't think. But if I went a little fancier, then maybe it'd be dog time. Mm-hmm. And then I'm I'm pretty conflicted because my aunt and her husband uh, have had Scotty dogs forever, and they're so fucking cute yeah they are those little scotties and uh the one they have now is just he's something else i love him a lot so i you know rescue dogs as you say meredith in the shelter you want to just get a dog that finds a new home but maybe i'll get maybe oh okay one rescue dog for every pure breed that i get so I'll start with two Fair. dogs. Yeah. Compromise. That evens it out. Well, and they yeah. like to have friends sometimes. So Yeah, they need buddies. I like it. Uh, Christy, what would you do with okay. $50 million? So on the charity front, I would buy, I'd build like townhouses that are affordable housing that people could rent to own um, because it's such a huge issue here. Um, this is the level I'd quit my job, but I'd also buy my job. I'd buy the app that I work for. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know smart. how much apps cost, but... Um, Probably not yeah. $50 million. Well, look no, at the app that store. One anyway. <laughs> They're 99 cents. Twenty nine. you could do it right now. A year. Um, I know that we, we're profitable and we make between 2 and $3 million a year, so that's also an investment. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Um, business I would start is go into a couple states that don't have um, legal marijuana yet and try and like do whatever you need to do to get that so that oh. you have stores open. Mm-hmm. Like, Advocacy. I know that th- th- that's happening in Texas. So they have all of these CBD stores that as soon as it becomes legal, they're going to flip to be pot stores yeah interesting oh lay the groundwork they legalized cbd a long time ago but it has not progressed (laughs) yeah um they're gonna have to get new people into um law everybody Um, there goes i mean not that i'm speaking from experience or anything but they mm -hmm. go to colorado and stuff um yeah just and just bring it back Mm -hmm. or so you hear or so i hear i don't know that's what they or go to seattle i would never do not do that no 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 no. Mm I also want this house that I saw online um, that's made out of those shipping containers um, in Palm Springs. Uh, I want that to be built for me. Probably a really big vacation house somewhere near a warm ocean that like my friends can go to and hang out. Um, is that kind of boring? I don't know. No, no. as your friends, it's that's very exciting. <laughs> yeah. I'm into that. How much, how much do you think a helicopter costs? I've never priced out helicopters. Hmm. The, that depends on the helicopter, huh? I don't mm, want to get too many things where I have to get staff. So if you oh. get a helicopter, you have to have a pilot on staff. If you, we know a pilot, know. <laughs> that's true. Oh my god! That if Will was our personal pilot, <laughs> oh my gosh, you would buy Will. Yep. <laughs> How much does it cost? To he comes with a vacation cost? place in Hawaii. Something tells me oh, that it's negotiable if you've got $50 million. You can just All right, buy so the average cost to own a helicopter, according to Google, is, uh, well, let's say $2 million. $1.994 okay. million. I wouldn't that's buy it. a lot. Um, that That's one thing my very rich boss, which if we're talking about millions, his net worth was $348 million when he died. Um he would not fly um he would not fly like he wouldn't rent 
that or do private jets because he didn't trust the pilots as much as he trusts like an Alaska pilot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, guys, guys, updates, updates, updates. Uh, the average used helicopter can be purchased for one and a half million, but many used helicopters can be purchased from as little as fifty thousand dollars. There we go. Okay, no, 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 no. You are not <laughs> buying a refurbished used <laughs> helicopter at a third of the price. She didn't even say refurbished; it's just used. It might Come be busted. On. It might be busted. <laughs> and if I will allow this, if you put me as the executor of your will. <laughs> Also, the one they have in the picture Aww, is just like a little Brian. two-seater. I can't, I can't have a two-seater helicopter that doesn't work. Helicopters are not fun to be in, though. I don't think I would like that. No. My friend is building a plane at his house. Building? Building. Mm-hmm. Just seeing. Yeah. <laughs> picturing Anne with an Apache, like, yeah, flying yeah. <laughs> in with a whole battalion of uh, soldiers. All right, so Robinson Helicopter Company, the Robinson R44 Raven 2, two front, I assume that would be pilot and backup pilot, and then it says two packs, which would be passengers, (laughs) I assume. That's half a million. So, yeah, I don't don't know. 11 million to buy a Leonardo SPA AW139, which is two pilot types and 12 in the rear. Sounds like my last date. Oh, I thought of another thing (laughs) I would do. Ah, I was waiting for it. (laughs) I just so glad it wasn't me. (laughs) I I thought of another thing I would do. Pay whatever it would cost to um, hang out with um, Harry and Meghan for one night. (laughs) Oh. Well, what if you just like bought the estate next to Oprah and Oh, even better, right? Then be neighbors. neighbors. Are they for sale? Like, can you do that? (laughs) Can I have everything's for sale? Buy their podcast from Spotify, right? Yeah. Then, then you have to. We haven't made meetings. one yet. They, they made like a. This is what our podcast is going to be about, and then never made one. So they're just like everybody else who starts a podcast. They're just like everyone else, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So our question of the week this week is obviously, what would you do if you won the lottery? Be creative. Yeah, not like us who would like pay off debt and help yeah. our families. We're yeah, what fun stuff. Houses. Would you do? Yeah. yeah. Self, be selfish and be fun and tell us, please. Yeah, no altruists allowed here. Yeah. Well, that seems kind of unfair. We didn't set those rule for, rules for ourselves. I was say fine. we know our listeners, so they're gonna yeah, be. Yeah, they're gonna do. They're gonna do what they want. They don't even listen to the show. They just answer the question. It's fine. We want to allow them to be good people. I mm. guess. <laughs> Maybe next week we should come back and just share the one frivolous thing. Like just, you know, we'll do all the good stuff too. But like. One just, I don't know. I would I buy I've so many Golden Grams. Yep. Uh, <laughs> every cereal. I'll like head Michael, down to the you... cereal cellar. <laughs> yes. Uh, Who needs a wine cellar? Mm-hmm. Got a cereal cellar. Cereal cellar. That's what I'm going to name my cereal restaurant in a basement somewhere. <laughs> All right. Are you going to lure kids into this basement? I never said that. Not out but. loud, he didn't. <laughs> uh, Christy, you put your name on T. She recommends. Oh, that's me. Um, I recommend the show The Dropout on Hulu. It is um, a fictionalized version of the Elizabeth Holmes case. 
it's so interesting and the acting is amazing i saw a glimpse of a commercial for that is that amanda Seyfried? yes yes okay interesting it's so and if because i love i love i don't want to be scammed but i love stories about scammers um and i i just can't even I, so i have followed this i read the book i've listened to podcasts about it so i'm like very invested and she's just i can't even believe how much she's nailing the voice you know, I, heard, I read an interview. I don't know where exactly this was, but it was with her makeup artist, Amanda Seyfried's makeup artist for the movie. Mm-hmm. And they talked about like how like they got she, you know, kind of as things got more stressful for her, like her makeup got crazier and like mm-hmm. her foundation didn't match as it went on. And the, the makeup yeah. artist was like, I was worried no one's going to hire me after this because the makeup is so terrible, but it's on purpose. <laughs> yeah, but it's supposed to be. I yeah. mean, like she doesn't sleep for days mm-hmm. and like it. it is really good. It. So if you want to binge the whole thing, I would wait because there's only four episodes out. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend. Yeah, it's a fascinating story. Yes. There is something about oh that, God. whether it's the attractive young woman thing, whether it's the scam thing, whether, you know, who knows? All of the above. Yeah, what exactly yeah. is it's in that particular list. soup. Yep. Yeah. Well, and... And it, and at the time that you know she fell right in the time when everyone was like making so much money. Um, my boss was an angel investor, and he would have <laughs> definitely given her money. Um, she would have walked out with at least two hundred fifty thousand dollars, if not more, if he came into if she came into our office. Well, it seems like her real talent, other than maybe self delusion, was sales pitches. It seemed oh, like sure. she was really able to convert that idea into dollars of, yes. of investments, not of actual product. Right. William H. Macy plays oh, the best character. The makeup itself, like that person who's worried, should not be. They That should get an Emmy. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, I had seen that commercial and thought, oh, interesting. Do I want to watch that? Yeah. Yes, you do. Because I don't always care about the fictionalized versions of things that have just reasonably recently been in the news because i'm like mm-hmm. i saw the real thing why do i you know want to see a fake version of it but you know maybe i will yeah good it's recommendation well yeah and uh with that you can get involved with the show at this show has everything.com of course you can comment on our facebook page or post you know post or comment on question of the week whatever you want uh, the show Twitter is at Tishi Show. You can email us like Bob did, like Justina did at Tishi Show at gmail.com and send us a voice memo like Justina. She is the A plus student. Yeah, she is. Yep, As usual. Yep. She knows how to win our love, and you too can win our love, and especially Hillary's love. If you send us a voice memo and you can fax Bobby your detailed financial uh, forecasting for your future uh, and how you feel about music and your charitable donations to musical organizations. You're definitely getting an ask letter back if you send me that. Just be aware. (laughs) At 617-354-8513. Thanks for joining us. And that was everything about our lottery wishes. If I had a million dollars If I had a million dollars Well, I'd buy you a house I would buy you a house And if I had a million dollars If I had
furniture for your house Maybe an ice Chesterfield or an ottoman And if I had a million dollars If I had a million dollars Well, I'd buy you a K-car A nice, reliant automobile And if I had a million dollars I'd buy your up there and, and hang out. Like open the fridge and stuff and there would be foods laid out for us with little pre-wrapped sausages and things. Mm. They have pre-wrapped sausages but they don't have pre-wrapped bacon. Well can you blame them? Uh, yeah. If I had a million dollars If I had a million dollars Well I'd buy you a fur coat but not a real fur coat that's cruel. And if I had a million dollars If I had a million dollars Well, I'd buy you an exotic pet Yep, like a llama or an emu And if I had a million dollars If I had a million dollars Well, I'd buy you John Merrick's remains Ooh, all them crazy elephant bones And if I had a million dollars I'd buy you Of course we would. We just eat more. And buy really expensive ketchups with it. That's right. All the fanciest ke Dijon ketchup. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if I had a million dollars. If I had a million dollars. Well, I'd buy you a green dress. But not a real green dress. That's cruel. And if I had a million dollars. If I well, I'd buy you some art A Picasso or a Garfunkel If I had a million dollars If I had a million dollars Well, I'd buy you a monkey Haven't you always wanted a monkey? If I had a million dollars I'd buy you Mega millions.